Book Three, Canto Nine of the Fairy Queen by Edmund Spencer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Canto Nine. Malbecco will no strange knights host for peevish jealousy. Paradel justs with Britomart. Both show their ancestry. Redoubted knights and honourable dames, to whom I level all my labours end, right sore I fear lest with unworthy blames this odious argument my rhymes should shend, or aught your goodly patience offend, whilst of a wanton lady I do write, which with her loose incontinence doth blend the shining glory of your sovereign light, and knighthood foul defaced by a faithless knight. But never let the example of the bad offend the good, for good by paragon of evil may more notably be rad, as white seems fairer, matched with black atone. Nay, all are shamed by the fault of one. For lo, in heaven, whereas all goodness is, amongst the angels, a whole legion of wicked sprites did fall from happy bliss. What wonder, then, if one of women all did miss? Then listen, lordings, if ye list to weep the cause why Saturnine and Paradel mote not be entertained, as seemed meet into that castle, as that squire does tell. Therein a cankered, crabbed carl does dwell that has no skill of court more courtesy, ne cares what men say of him ill or well. For all his days he drowns in privity, yet has full large to live and spend at liberty. But all his mind is set on mucky pelf to hoard up heaps of evil-gotten mass, for which he others wrongs and wrecks himself. Yet is he linked to a lovely lass, whose beauty doth her bounty far surpass, the which to him both far unequal years and also far unlike conditions has, for she does joy to play amongst her peers and to be free from hard restraint and jealous fears. But he is old and withered like hay, unfit fair lady's service to supply. The privy guilt whereof makes him always suspect her truth, and keep continual spy upon her with his other blinked eye. Ne suffereth he resort of living white approach to her, ne keep her company, but in close power her muse from all men's sight, deprived of kindly joy and natural delight. Malbecco he, and Helenor she hight, unfitly yoked together in one team. That is the cause why never any knight is suffered here to enter, but he seems such as no doubt of him he need misdeem. Thereat Sir Saturnine gan smile and say, Extremely mad the man I surely deem that weans with watch and hard restraint to stay a woman's will, which is disposed to go astray. In vain he fears that which he cannot shun. For who wots not that woman's subtleties can guile an Argus when she list misdone? It is not iron bands, nor hundred eyes, nor brazen walls, nor many wakeful spies that can withhold her willful wandering feet, but fast goodwill with gentle courtesies, and timely service to her pleasures meet may her perhaps contain, that else would all gates fleet. Then is he not more mad, said Paradel, that hath himself unto such service sold, in doleful thraldom all his days to dwell? For sure, a fool I do him firmly hold that loves his fetters, though they were of gold. 
but why do we devise of others ill whiles thus we suffer this same dotard old to keep us out in scorn of his good will and rather do not ransack all and himself kill nay let us first said saturain entreat the man by gentle means to let us in and afterwards affray with cruel threat ere that we to have force it to begin then if all fail we will by force it win and eke reward the wretch for his misprize as may be worthy of his heinous sin that counsel pleased then paradel did rise and to the castle gate approached in quiet wise whereat soft knocking entrance he desired the good man's self which then the porter played him answered that all were now retired unto their rest and all the keys conveyed unto their maester who in bed was laid that none him durst awake out of his dream and therefore them of patience gently prayed then paradel began to change his theme and threatened him with force and punishment extreme but all in vain for naught mote him relent and now so long before the wicked fast they waited that the night was forward spent and the fair welkin foully overcast gan blowin up a bitter stormy blast with shower and hail so horrible and dread that this fair many were compelled at last to fly for succour to a little shed the which beside the gate for swine was ordered it fortunate soon after they were gone another knight whom tempest thither brought came to that castle and with earnest moan like as the rest late entrance dear besought but like so as the rest he prayed for naught for flatly he of entrance was refused sorely thereat he was displeased and thought how to avenge himself so sore abused and evermore the carl of courtesy accused but to avoid the intolerable stour he was compelled to seek some refuge near and to that shed to shroud him from the shower he came which full of guests he found while there so as he was not let to enter there whereat he gan to wex exceeding wrath and swore that he would lodge with them a fear or them dislodge over they leap or loath and so defied them each and so defied them both both were full loath to leave that needful tent and both full loath in darkness to debate yet both full leave him lodging to have lent and both full leave his boasting to abate but chiefly paradel his heart did prate to hear him threaten so despitefully as if he did a dog to kennel rate that durst not bark and rather had he died than when he was defied in coward corner lie though hastily remounting to his steed he forth eschewed like as a boisterous wind which in the earth's hollow caves hath long been hid and shut up fast within her prison blind makes the huge element against her kind to move and tremble as it were aghast until that in an issue forth may find then forth it breaks and with his furious blast confounds both land and seas and skies doth overcast their steel-head spears they strongly couched and met together with impetuous rage and force that all the terror of their fierce fret they rudely drove to ground both man and horse that each a while lay like a senseless corse but paradel sore bruised with the blow could not arise the counterchange discourse till that young squire him reared from below then drew he his bright sword and gan about him throw but saturain forth-stepping did them stay and with fair treaty pacified their ire 
Then, when they were accorded from the fray, against that castle's lord they gan conspire to heap on him due vengeance for his hire. They've been agreed, and to the gates they go to burn the same with unquenchable fire, and that uncourteous carl, their common foe, to do foul death to die, or wrap in grievous woe. Now Becco, seeing them resolved indeed to flame the gates, and hearing them to call for fire in earnest, ran with fearful speed, and to them calling from the castle wall, besought them humbly him to bear with all as ignorant of servants' bad abuse, and slack attendance unto strangers' call. The knights were willing all things to excuse, though not believed, and entrance late did not refuse. They been brought into a comely bower, and served of all things that most needful be. Yet secretly their host did on them lower, and welcomed more for fear than charity. But they dissembled what they did not see, and welcomed themselves. Each gan undite their garments wet and weary armour free, to dry themselves by Vulcan's flaming light, and eke their lately bruised parts to bring in plight. And eke that stranger knight, amongst the rest, was for like need and forced to disarray. Though, when as veiled was her lofty crest, her golden locks that were in trammels gay abounden, did themselves adown display and wrought unto her heels, like sunny beams that in a cloud their light did long time stay, their vapour vaded, show their golden gleams, and through the piercent air shoot forth their azure streams. She also doffed her heavy habergeon, which the fair feature of her limbs did hide, and her well-plighted frock, which she did one to tuck about her short, which she did ride, she low let fall, that flowed from her lank side down to her foot with careless modesty. Then of them all she plainly was espied to be a woman white, unwist to be, the fairest woman white that ever I did see, like as Minerva, being late returned from slaughter of the giants conquered, where proud Encelad, whose wide nostrils burned with breathed flames, like to a furnace red transfixed with a spear, down tumbled dead from top of Hemus, by him heaped high, hath loosed her helmet from her lofty head, and her Gorgonian shield gins to untie from her left arm, to rest in glorious victory. Which, when as they beheld, they smitten were with great amazement of so wondrous sight, and each on other, and they all on her stood gazing, as if sudden greater fright had them surprised. At last, avising right her goodly personage and glorious hue which they so much mistook, they took delight in their first error, and yet still anew with wonder of her beauty fed their hungry view. Yet no their hungry view be satisfied, but seeing, still the more desired to see, and ever firmly fixed did abide in contemplation of divinity. But most they murmured at her chivalry and noble prowess which they had approved, that much they feigned to know who she mote be, yet none of all them her thereof moved, yet every one her liked, and every one her loved. And Paradell, though partly discontent with his late fall and foul indignity, yet was soon won his malice to relent through gracious regard of her fair eye and knightly worth, which he do late did try, yet tried did adore. Supper was dight, 
then they malbecco prayed of courtesy that of his lady they might have the sight and company at meat to do them more delight but he to shift their curious request gan cousin why she could not come in place her crazed health her late recourse to rest and humid evening ill for sick folks case but none of those excuses could take place they would they eat till she in presence came she came in presence with right comely grace and fairly them saluted as became and showed herself in all a gentle courteous dame they sate to meet and saturain his chance was her before and paradel beside but he himself sate looking still askance gainst britomart and ever closely eyed sir saturain the glances might not glide but his blind eye that sighted paradel all his demeanour from his sight did hide on her fair face so did he feed his fill and sent close messages of love to her at will and ever and anon when none was ware with speaking looks that close ambassage bore he roved at her and told his secret care for all that art he learned had of yore there was she ignorant of that lewd lore but in his eye his meaning wisely read and with the like him answered evermore she sended him one fiery dart whose head empoisoned was with privy lust and jealous dread he from that deadly throw made no defence but to the wound his weak heart opened wide the wicked engine through false influence passed through his eyes and secretly did glide into his heart which it did sorely gride but nothing new to him was that same pain the pain at all for he so often tried the power thereof and loved so oft in vain that thing of course he counted love to entertain thenceforth to her he sought to intimate his inward grief by means to him well known now bacchus fruit out of the silver plate he on the table dashed as overthrown or of the fruitful liquor overflowed and by the dancing bubbles did divine or therein right to let his love be shown which well she read out of the learned line a sacrament profane in mystery of wine and when so of his hand the pledge she wrought the guilty cup she feigned to mistake and in her lap did shed her idle drop showing desire her inward flame to slake by such close signs they secret way did make unto their wills and one eye's watch escape two eyes him needeth for to watch and wake who lovers will deceive thus was the ape by their fair handling put into malbecco's cape now when of meats and drinks they had their fill purpose was moved by their gentle dame unto those knights adventurous to tell of deeds of arms which under them became and every one his kindred at his name then paradel in whom a kindly pride of gracious speech and skill his words to frame abounded being glad of so fit tied him to commend to her thus spake of all well-eyed troy that art now not but an idle name and in thine ashes buried low dost lie the whilom far much greater than thy fame before that angry gods and cruel sky upon thee heaped a direful destiny what boots it boast thy glorious descent and fetch from heaven thy great genealogy sith all thy worthy praises being blent their offspring hath embased 
and later glory shent. Most famous worthy of the world, by whom that war was kindled, which did Troy inflame and stately towers of Ilium, while Ome brought unto baleful ruin, was by name Sir Paris, far renowned through noble fame, who, through great prowess and bold hardiness, from Lacedaemon fetched the fairest dame that ever Greece did boast or knight possess, whom Venus to him gave for meed of worthiness, fair Helen, flower of beauty excellent, and garland of the mighty conquerors, that madest many ladies dear lament the heavy loss of their brave paramours, which they far off beheld from Trojan towers, and saw the fields of fierce commanders strown with carcasses of noble warriors, whose fruitless lives were under furrow sown, and xanthus sandy banks with blood all overflown. From him, my lineage, I derive a right, who, long before the ten years' siege of Troy, whiles yet on Ida he a shepherd height, on fair Inoni got a lovely boy, whom for remembrance of her passed joy she of his father Parius did name, who, after Greeks did Priam's realm destroy, gathered the Trojan relics saved from flame, and with them sailing thence to the isle of Paros came that was by him called paris which before had now so there he many years did reign and built now sickle by the pontic shore the which he dying left next in remain to paradis his son from whom i paradel by kin descend but for fair lady's love and glory's gain my native soil have left my days to spend ensuing deeds of arms my lives and labours end when as the noble Britomart heard tell of Trojan wars and Priam's city sacked, the rueful story of Sir Paradel, she was impassioned at that piteous act with zealous envy of Greeks' cruel fact against that nation from whose race of old she heard that she was lineally extract, for noble Britain sprung from Trojans bold, and Troynovant was built of old Troy's ashes cold. Then, sighing soft a while, at last she thus o lamentable fall of famous town which reigned so many years victorious and of all asia bore the sovereign crown in one sad night consumed and thrown down what stony heart that hears thy hapless fate is not impierced with deep compassion and makes an example of man's wretched state that flowers so fresh at morn and fades at evening late Behold, sir, how your pitiful complaint hath found another partner of your pain, for nothing may impress so dear constraint as country's cause, and common foes disdain. But if it should not grieve you back again to turn your course, I would to hear desire what to Aeneas fell, sith that men sane he was not in that city's woeful fire consumed, but did himself to safety retire. Anchises' son, begot of Venus fair, said he, out of the flames for safeguard fled, and with a remnant did to sea repair, where he through fatal error long was led full many years, and weakless wandered from shore to shore amongst the Libic sands, ere rest he found. Much there he suffered, and many perils passed in foreign land to save his people sad from victor's vengeful hands. At last, in Latium he did arrive, where he with cruel war was entertained of thinland folk which sought him back to drive 
till he with old Latinus was constrained to contract wedlock, so the fates ordained. Wedlock contract in blood, and eke in blood accomplished, that many dear complained. The rival slain, the victor, through the flood escaped hardly, hardly praised his wedlock good. Yet, after all, he victor did survive, and with Latinus did the kingdom part. But after, when both nations gan to strive into their names the title to convert, his son Iulus did from thence depart, with all the warlike youth of Trojan's blood, and in long Alba placed his throne apart, where fair it flourished, and long time it stood, till Romulus renewing it to Rome removed. There, there, said Britomart, afresh appeared the glory of the later world to spring, and Troy again out of her dust was reared, to sit in second seat of sovereign king, of all the world under her governing. But a third kingdom yet is to arise out of the Trojan scattered offspring, that in all glory and great enterprise both first and second Troy shall dare to equalize. It Troynovant is height, that with the waves a wealthy Tamus washed is along, upon whose stubborn neck, whereat he raves with roaring rage, and sore himself does throng, that all men fear to tempt his billows strong, she fastened hath her foot, which stands so high, that it a wonder of the world is song in foreign lands, and all which passen by, beholding it from far, do think it threats the sky. The Trojan brute did first that city found, and Hygat made the mere thereof by west, and Overgate by north. That is the bound toward the land. Two rivers bound the rest. So huge a scope at first him seemed best to be the compass of his kingdom's seat. So huge a mind could not in lesser rest, nay in small mirrors contain his glory great, that Albion had conquered first by warlike feet. Ah, fairest lady knight, said Paradel, pardon, I pray, my heedless oversight, who had forgot that while I have heard tell from aged Memnon, for my wit's been light. Indeed, he said, if I remember right, that of the antique Trojan stock there grew another plant that wrought to wondrous height, and far abroad his mighty branches threw into the utmost angle of the world he knew. For that same brute, whom much he did advance in all his speech, was Silvius's son, whom having slain, through luckless arrows glanced, he fled for fear of that he had misdone, or else for shame so foul reproach to shun, and with him led to see an youthly train, where weary wandering they long time did won, and many fortune proved in the ocean main, and great adventures found, that now were long to same. At last, by fatal course they driven were into an island spacious and broad, the furthest north that did to them appear, which, after rest they seeking far abroad, found it the fittest soil for their abode, fruitful of all things fit for living food, but wholly waste and void of people's trode save an huge nation of the giants brood that fed on living flesh and drunk men's vital blood whom he through weary wars and labours long subdued with loss of many britons bold in which the great coimagot of strong corinius and coolin of deban old were overthrown and laid on the earth full cold which quaked under their so hideous mass a famous history to be enrolled in everlasting monuments of brass that all the antique worthies' merits far did pass. His work, great Troynovant. His work is eke fair Lincoln, 
both renowned far away that who from east to west will endlong seek cannot two fairer cities find this day except cleopolis so heard i say old memnon therefore sir i greet you well your country kin and you entirely pray of pardon for the strife which late befell betwixt us both unknown so ended paradel but all the while that he these speeches spent upon his lips hung fair dame eleanor with vigilant regard and due attent fashioning worlds of fancies evermore in her frail wit that now her quite forlore the whiles unwares away her wondering eye and greedy ears her weak heart from her bore which he perceiving ever privily in speaking many false bell guards at her let fly so long these knights discoursed diversely of strange affairs and noble hardiment which they had passed with mickle jeopardy that now the humid night was far forth spent and heavenly lamps were halvendilly brent which the old man seeing well who too long thought every discourse and every argument which by the hours he measured besought them go to rest so all unto their hours were brought end of canto nine recording by thomas Cope.